Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Good evening and um, sorry for a late arrival. We thought we had arrived, but I hadn't hit start stream yet, so um, that's my fault. Um, I'm joined tonight, welcome to a gallant view. I'm joined tonight by uh, Shona and Chris. Shona, how are you doing? Hi, Scott. Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, obviously enjoyed the results of the weekend. Just need to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, as I said uh, to you guys before the pod, the, the destiny is in our hands now, so we just need to keep on doing what we're doing. And yeah, looking forward to Tuesday night now. Good, good. Uh, Chris, good to see you, mate. It's been a while. How's mate? How's I? I know I'm doing well as well. Um, had a good weekend. Uh, took my youngest up to to Ibrox yesterday. Um, been before with him um, a couple of times, but um, yesterday was was pretty cool. So a bit old on the, do you know what I mean? And enjoy that a bit more. Went for a nap just before half time. Um, I think it was that boring to be fair, but um, but I enjoyed it. It was a good wee day, mate. So enjoyed that and uh, similar to Shona, actually really looking forward to really looking forward to Tuesday. Um, in terms of football terms, but I am doing well, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right, we're going to get a business out of the road. Um, I'm quite welcome to you, Shona. I think you'll get some news for everybody. Yeah, I've already been crying, so if I cry again, you guys will obviously can understand. But uh, look, everyone, thanks so much for everything that you've done for me in this pod. Uh, it's really hard to put into words for a start. Um, and I'd like to obviously give the opportunity to really thank Colin and Curry for giving me this Oh, this pod, oh my God, and Scotty, obviously for you, for always being there for me, and the rest of the trips in the gallant queue, the Rangers fans are always there for me. Anyway, look guys, I've been given this most incredible opportunity, and unfortunately tonight's going to be my last podcast. Um, I'm going to be working with Stevie Clifford on Four Lads, and uh, look, I, I, can't, I can't thank you enough, everybody, for everything, the guys in the comments, and uh Look, I just hope um, you guys can keep in touch. And, uh, look, I love you all. And we are the people. Shona, you're a, you're a sad loss to pod, and it's been really, really good getting to know you over the past few months and my short time on a gallant few. So congratulations on your big move. Um, our loss is full lads of the dreams gain. Go and smash it, pal. All right, Chrissy. Uh, magic to see you again, mate. It's been a, it's been a while. <laughs> about goals for all these years. Um, what are you up to these days? So I obviously used the opportunity to come on the night to, to have a wee chat about some of the work that um, I've been doing in, in my own community to support mental health and prevent suicide, um, but also as well just a sort of opportunity to reach out to, to people who maybe listen to the podcast just to share a wee bit about our work. So in 2020, I set up an organisation called Man on Inverclyde. 
um, aiming to uh, support and prevent suicide in, in our local community. It's grown arms and legs since then. Um, and I was delighted in, in May, actually, this year to, to get put forward by um, Rangers to have a sort of, I don't know, a VIP tour. Ibrooks picked up at the house at the Hearts game and stuff. I did a big video we is on YouTube about the impact that I've made in the community and through, obviously, um, the club of like my jails competition type thing. Um, so I, it was it, it was great to do that and just share the work. Obviously, it went a wee bit wider, the YouTube video. Um, managed to get few people reaching out to us that hadn't before and tonight similar to that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you've, you're struggling, you don't need to be from the Inverclyde area. Um, from anywhere across the West, it's accessible. Um, but if you're further afield to that, then, then please get in touch. Whereas you can get us on social media at Man on Inverclyde. You can also get in touch with us via email, support at manoninverclyde.com. So there's plenty of stuff there. I just want to um, raise awareness of it first and foremost so that people can be aware of the work that we're doing um, and I keep it going as I said the link with Rangers came in the summer when they, they came to my office and um, put me forward for that for that sort of experience which was amazing but I suppose the main thing is trying to get people to reach out so the last time I came on uh, to the podcast I've done a wee bit of this and somebody reached out so if it can help one person then then great but I, that was part of my reasoning for coming on the night was to share that so appreciate it mate If anybody's got any issues or that they're struggling with him, please uh, look up Man on and Buckley. You'll you'll not go wrong. For Chris introduced the charity over here. has absolutely loved it. Um, I can't speak Kyle enough yet. So reach out. You can find me on at Scotty Mac nine nine two on Twitter as well. Um, all right, now that the business stuffs out the way, let's go into the football. Um, team the lineup yesterday. Lineup yesterday, a couple of changes came in. It was Butland Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan, Barisic, Lundstrom, Ryan Jack came in, Todd Cantwell, Ross McCausland, Rabbi Matondo, and Fabio Silva. Um, Sean, I'll come to you on the lineup first. Um, there was a few changes. A few changes. What was your thoughts pre match? Um, kind of expected a few changes, being at Livingston and obviously. Having the new players come in, we were also a bit disappointed that we didn't see Diomande, but I think that's purely because he hasn't played since the, is it November sometime, the end of November? So, no, look, um, I wasn't surprised about the changes, wasn't surprised that Silva got his first start yesterday. I think you probably will see Dessers come back in for the midweek game and then Silva probably playing at the game against Livy. And, look, it was good to see an opportunity where we're now getting, obviously, Cantwell and Matondo and McCausland because we need these players firing, so... We had to have them starting more games more regularly, so I wasn't surprised to see the front line. And then the midfield, I was a wee bit surprised to see Ryan Jack come in, but uh, look, it was a nice wee surprise. I think he deserved his, his time to come in. I think that was probably the ideal opportunity if he was back fit to get into a game like Livingston. So, um, no, I um, wasn't really too surprised um, about the changes because I think, um, like I said before, I think Lamont will chop and change his team week in, week out. I think it would be very hard if anybody could come up with a prediction or a, a lineup, uh, sorry, a lineup prediction for uh, Tuesday night. I think um, there'll be a, maybe one or two changes in midfield. Maybe, obviously, the only person in there that will probably keep his place is John Lundstrom. But whether he fancies, obviously, Sterling, Raskin, or Ryan Jack will be interesting to see. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be pretty much the same front three with uh, the only change with Dessers, obviously, in Wednesday night. But no, I thought yesterday. We knew it was going to come. We thought it's not really that competitive. We should really be winning comfortably against the likes of Lovey. So, yeah, not surprised to see that many changes. Hey, Chris, yesterday for me, it was, it, I wasn't apprehensive about the game at all. Um, when I saw Celtic dropping points away to Aberdeen, I just, Rangers seem to be like a well oiled machine just now. Um, so, with the changes coming in, it didn't really change my opinion on the outcome of the result. What, what was your thoughts when you seen the changes? Ah no, I was I was happy with him. I think Shona says obviously you're wanting to see your Diamandes obviously and see where it goes. He came at it half time, got a nice wee welcome from everybody. But I was I was I was confident it's it's Livingston at, at home, but you know you're gonna what you're gonna come up against Livingston, they are fighting for for the life. I think it was John Brown that was touching on it in Edmondson House before. He was saying like sometimes these games are actually really, really tricky because they are, they're fighting for it. But it was it was pretty comfortable. In terms of the lineup, I it was interesting to see the choice of the front three. 
um, you know, quite quick, fast, because you're not really getting a lot of space in behind. But I think we managed to exploit it quite well. Um, but I was happy with happy with the lineup. Confident. I like the look of um, Silva, but obviously it's 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 early days. But I for for me, you're just wanting to get it over the line. I think you touched on something there. It was maybe about fifteen minutes before the game, twenty minutes before the game. Obviously, it filtered in that the 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 drop points at Pretoria happened, and I did wonder, like, wonder if this changes any mentality stuff. But stadium was fired up for it. The players seemed fired up for it when they were coming out as well. So no, we responded really well to that. And if we're going to be honest, if we're in a title race, there's not been one for well over, what, a decade now in Scotland yeah. that one way or another. You know what I mean? Either us winning at a canter or obviously them in the years they have done it. Um, but that's what's going to probably happen this year. It's probably going to swing for even the next month or so anyway. So mentality is really important. But for me, our mentality, we need to see what that looks like. But they've never had that either. You know, they've never they've never had that sort of scoreboard pressure been applied to them. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But I, I, was, I was confident, mate, with the team that, that came out and we we obviously seen that as as the game developed. Aye, Shona. Um, see, first goal, first goal comes from an inswinging corner, or really comes off the back of an inswinging corner. Um, ball falls to to Silva in the box. There's a wee bit of controversy about the goal regarding Connor Goldson. <clears throat> uh, with his high feet. What was your thoughts on the goal, Jink? Silva done well to get something on it. Yeah, with all the goal started off with it was in the Tondo from outside the box, and I think the keeper made a, a really good save over the bar. So, one thing I've definitely noticed under Clement recently um, is that we are taking far more shots from outside the box, and whether this is something that he's looking at that possibly I would like to see how many shots outside the box that turn into corner kicks, and from that resulting corner that obviously maybe comes towards our goal. I'd love to see the stats on that. Maybe that's something that I'll have to do my my, my homework on. But no, um, I thought um, yesterday another another um, in swinging corner from Tav to the back. It was more or less more or less near the keeper at the back post. Obviously, Colson manages to get a touch on it and um, it falls at Silva. And I thought he took his goal really really well because he's he's got his back to goal. He's got a twist. He's got a turn, and he gets the ball right into the back of the net. And he really deserved it. I thought his link up play yesterday was. I'm sure we'll go into Silva, but I thought his link-up play yesterday was really, really impressive. I know, guys, look, I know everybody is a wee bit gutted about the, the end of the transfer window about not getting a number nine in. I think if it was rules reversed and Silva signed on the last day of the transfer deadline and you were getting a £35 million striker in, maybe some fans would be less off your back. I know, obviously, Scotty, you've been wanting a certain striker in. I get that people want this kind of poacher, kind of Chris Boy, kind of... Lawrence Shanklin kind of type of guy but if you look at it if you look at obviously the, the Europa League where were they going to fit in the Europa League because obviously they were going to take three players out and uh, replace them with three others and obviously Silva's not came here in the outlay that we've played him on to be our number three he was obviously going to be in that Europa League squad so whoever their striker that was going to come in I think um, that was the only downside that they probably wouldn't have made the Europa League squad so um, look we'll see what happens in Europa League obviously Balogun's not in there but look I thought overall I thought that that first um, corner kick, that's what we need to be doing more often. I've been saying this for a while from set pieces and from corners this season. We have not been able to capitalise enough on, on these situations. And we really need to do that going forward, especially when we're going into a really, really pivotal part of the season. I can't emphasise how big Tuesday night is. It really is such a big week for us. So, look, um, the goal, Silva, really, really good. And, uh, yeah. I think um, Silva might prove a lot of doubters wrong from his performance yesterday. I think that was the first time he'd had um, over 70-odd minutes. So let's see what everybody else in the comments and let's see what your opinion is on uh, on Chris Silva. But I think this guy is going to be a proper bowler for us this year. Can I say, I'm going to move on to the second goal. We'll just fire through goals quickly. Um, Matondo gets the ball on the left-hand side, cuts in, um, make basically... Takes a deflection, goes into the bottom corner. It's another well worked goal. Um, do you think that's something we can maybe start to see regularly for Matondo? I hope so. I hope so. Um, I think cast my mind back to I was lucky enough to be one of the ones um, in the away end in Betis uh, in December. It was brilliant, but I always remember Matondo coming on. I don't know if you remember, but his sort of performance in the last 10, 15 minutes was all over the place. And they had a shot back at keeper, and it was like a pass back, which then invited them in to get into it. So I'm like, come on, man, you've got to, you've got to use your brain a wee bit. But certainly on on Saturday, the shot was brilliant. Um, you know, just a wee cut in, the wee dip of the shoulder, 
what a finish into the corner. I did cast my mind back to Betis and I thought, was that a cross? Because I was in a Governor's corner, you know, when watching it, but it was definitely a shot. No, brilliant, great time to score a goal as well. Um, because you just never never know. I mean, Livingston never had one shot on goal. I think the most bored guy in the stadium was was Butland. Um he was trying to get involved with touches with the ball at his feet quite a lot and try to, you know, play up a wee bit higher up at times. But I they never even had a they never really threatened, if, if we're going to be honest. But you just never know. One nothing is is very very dangerous. You know, if Cash, I mean, back to maybe Hearts a couple of seasons ago, and they got a goal late on, but it wasn't deserved. So, I it was a great time to get it. But good finish for the wee man. He's lightning quick, he's rapid. Particularly if there's blades of grass to run into behind, I think he's a an ideal player to have. Um, and if we can get him firing, what I like about just to kind of maybe answer some of the stuff around needing a striker. What we're hoping to see under Clement, I think we're starting to see it as more people scoring goals as opposed to just a reliance on maybe Tav um, to get us out of hole, which he does on a regular basis. But I think Clement's keen on, as you said, showing him maybe goals from different angles and shots from outside the box. Did notice that on Saturday. We were pinging them, Jack, Lundstrom, getting a few away on Saturday. Um, so maybe more goals from elsewhere. Silva could be important in that as well. So an interview of it, it was actually his dad, I think it was commenting on like his journey with football so far and saying he's not going to get you 25 goals, but if he can get you goal contributions, then it's just as good. So aye, I was I was impressed with the wee man finishing it. And if we can get me out of Rabbi Matondo, he, he wasn't cheap and he would not be on cheap wages. So if we can get me out the rest of him the rest of the season, it'll be a new signing because he's been a hit and a miss facing. Aye, definitely, definitely. For me, it kind of made me feel a wee bit better with Seema being out injured. He's a big loss, mate. He's a big loss. Team has been brilliant. Aye, aye, definitely. Definitely. Showing on to last goal. Um, some good link up play with Todd Cantwell and Ross McCausland. Ross McCausland puts more or less a first time ball back into the box. Cantwell finishes it really well. Um, that kind of. We didn't down tools after that, but three points from the bag and we knew it was kind of game over. What was your thoughts on that particular goal? Oh, I thought it was a really good bit of build-up play. Mm-hmm. I think um, last team under Clement, you've seen like, the inverted fullbacks playing as like a, a third or fourth or fifth striker at times. And then what you do is you have your wide players staying wide, and that was a that was a moment in time where we had that space where McCausland was able to go into. And uh, obviously McCausland managed to pick out Cantwell, and it's probably my favourite goal actually. I know Matondo scored a, an absolute cracker, and uh, Silva obviously managed to do one on the turn. But I think that one was my favourite because Todd Cantwell didn't even need. The pace was just perfect on the ball. Do you know that way that Todd Campbell didn't even need to take a touch? He just took it first time and rifled it into the back of the net. The keeper had absolutely no chance. Um, so no, it was absolutely. I, I thought it was really good, but a build-up play. It's a wee bit something a wee bit different that we've been doing as well as trying to get those those um, balls in from McCausland down down obviously the left uh, sorry the right hand side. But look, guys, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the stats at the moment, and uh, look, Todd Campbell now has had four goals in six games. His work rate is really, really improved. And I think this is obviously down to the fact that Lammers is left eh, and now Todd Cantwell's back in his number 10 role. I think he's really, really improved. And if you look at, obviously, the link-up play between it, was it Matondo, eh, Cantwell and Silva in the middle of the park? I think Matondo obviously lost the ball. And then there was a nice wee one-two between, um, I think it was Scott Wright and eh, Cantwell at the edge of the box. And I think it leads to Cortez and Dessers obviously blasts over the bar. So... No, looking at looking at the stats at the moment, that's Todd Campbell had 19 appearances, four goals and three assists since obviously come on. Before that, he never had anything. He only had, um, I think it was one assist under Beal. So look, his, his, his stats have really, really improved. And then if you look at the likes of Matondo, that's now him, had 13 appearances, two goals and two assists. So they're adding numbers. And since the Seymour injury, he's had four first team starts. He's had one goal and one assist. So they're both starting to pick up numbers. And even likes McCausland, Noticed yesterday that was another assist. So since the, I think it was, since the start of January, McCausland's managed to get a goal and two assists. Obviously managed to score in um in at Limassol. Um, so look, these guys are definitely our numbers. Sima is a massive, massive miss for us guys. A really big miss. The amount of goals he was bringing. So these guys have to step up. And at the moment, they're producing numbers, but they need to do it now on a consistent basis. Chris, I'd see back onto Matondo. What I noticed about him yesterday was I think come on set up tactically to get Matondo kind of one-on-one with their right back. Because any time it was they were kind of Danny Ryan Kent on him, they were doubling up. The ball would just get switched over to our side of the park slowly. But they would just fizz it over. And, but one of the times I actually noticed Tav plays a quick diagonal over to Matondo and he's one-on-one with, with the left mid. 
Um, do you think that's something performance-wise? Come on, starting to get into his own, getting his own ideas on a partner. I think see when you hear from the players, obviously who worked under Beal beforehand. Um, the one thing that you see in their interviews is is they kind of say that they know what they're meant to do now on the park. It's everything's been simplified for them. Um, now doesn't really say a lot for what was happening before maybe it was just confusing confusing messages and whatever else I think Bill's obviously went down to Sunderland and you're maybe seeing similar maybe a similar start I don't know but the players consistently are saying we understand our jobs it's been simplified you know and I think that's what you're saying there just we tactical things like that about him isolating the right back and how you can do that and get the get the balls in um to play to your strengths um, so if the players are a wee bit more coordinated, organised, and it's simplified for them, then you're going to see it. You know, you're going to get opportunities where you play at your strengths and you're right about the doubling up. That's that's going to happen. But we've got to have the players which we do have run about us to try and you know get him into the right positions. Um, so I think there's a bit of that. I also think there's a bit of confidence with Matondo. I think he's a, a confidence type player, you know. And I think if he's got a wee bit of faith put in him through circumstances, if it is an injury or whatever, um, I think. Uh, um, if if everything you know comes together and clicks, then Alexis Matondo, you know they will have more confidence. You know if he feels that he's going to be in, and, and as Shona said, add the numbers to it. So, I I think being simplified, I think helps. It's very clear that Clement has an idea about what he's doing, and you know it's early doors. He's how many days is it? I think I read maybe 111 days. That might be wrong, but I mean for for how short he is in as a term, and for the turnaround, I mean I remember being. You know, utterly done at the thought of actually watching the football. You know, at times, but he's managed Aye. to turn that around really well. So simplifying, it, I think, really helped me. Obviously, working on it then in the training ground, um, and I just, you know, maximising the the players' potential, plenty of strengths. I think it's really, really important. Aye, and also, just to comment on my Pac-Man wallpaper, this is actually my son's room that I've um, took over for the day. So um, it says Pac-Man wallpaper. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shona, one of the things I noticed yesterday about the game is kind of second half performance wise. I seen a lot of touch and go football. What I noticed to the first half is come on, see even get the ball boys pulling at a fast tempo. They were firing the ball back onto the park as soon as they can. They brought, in fact, one I seen one, one of the boys hadn't even rolled out, and the other one was floated through to Tav to take the throw in. Seen in swinging corners. Do you think these wee changes are going to be pivotal going forward? 100%. I think, um, look, the, the stats show at the moment that what we're doing um, is absolutely fantastic under Clement. I think with even like the likes you're seeing speeding up play, that's what he wants. He wants the guys to be on the ball, totally in control the whole time. And I think that really starts off the fact that we're actually pulling the defence way further up the park. Obviously, against Livingston yesterday, they didn't have any shots on target, no corners. Don't even think they had any attempts on goal for the full game. I think Butlin could have been sitting in the stands. So, no, I think what he's trying to do is, but the games like these, we need to obviously maximise and get as many goals as, as as we can. I think there's only two goals between us and Celtic now. I think um, we need to try and obviously uh, close that deficit, and um, that can come in games and other games to cut. That can come later on. But look at the moment. I think what he's trying to do is uh, get these the defence further out, higher up the pitch. And what I noticed yesterday is people were a few people were complaining about the fact that we had two defensive midfielders in Jack and Lindstrom and we don't need two defensive midfielders in Jack and Lindstrom. Jack and Lindstrom are not playing as two defensive midfielders yesterday. Lindstrom is really, really high up the pitch yesterday, really controlling the full midfield, having the shots from outside the goal. You saw Jack at times, one of them was dropping back. The full backs were really, really high, pressing really being in his inverted um inverted uh, back. And then you had your two wingers out wide. So look, there was plenty of opportunities and this is what's going to happen when we're playing against a low block. In times gone by, we've never been able to manage to take our opportunities against some of these some of these teams. And I feel as if I don't know about you guys, but over the last um, maybe like last couple of weeks, what I have really noticed, um, but from basically from when Bill left, we were in a really really bad place where teams were coming to Ibrox and they thought, you know what, we can give Rangers a really good goal here and we could probably get a result. And two right, they gave us a goal, they gave us a goal, and they got a result. What I'm seeing under Clement now is the guys are coming here with a proper fear, and that's what it should be like at Ibrox week in, week out. These these teams should be coming here with fear and uh, look and putting a low block against us because they know that they, there's nothing else they can do for 90 minutes. So, no, I thought yesterday, um, overall, I thought the style of play, that's the style of play that I think you'll see in the league more and more often. I think you'll see a, a slightly more defensive 
um, style of play when it comes to the Europa League. But no, this is exactly the style of football that we want to see. And like what Chris was saying earlier on about the likes of Matondo getting that space, that space is also created by the fact that the, the fullbacks are becoming inverted wingers because then that creates, creates the space out, out wide for these guys to have. So this is all down to come on. And then what it does is because we've got those inverted wingers staying really high up the pitch, the opposition defence don't know who to, who to mark. And it gives you opportunities. And that's what we're finding that our goal, um, our XG yesterday was something like, as an average, is a three, three or four goals yesterday it should have been. And I think that's been quite consistent over the last eight or nine games. Our XG has been above three. Now, when have we ever gone into games where our XG has been over three and we've actually scored three or four goals? It's not been the case in the last, since under Beal. And even before that, under Beal, we were beating teams 1-0, one, 2-0. One nil, nil. Now we're absolutely destroying teams. And if it wasn't for yesterday, guys, we could have been 5 or 6 nil up. Aye, definitely, definitely. Chris, I see you just touching on the defence. <clears throat> um, with a back four of uh, Tav, Goldson, Balligan and Barisic to start with. Um, Balligan obviously looks as if he's took a wee bit of an knock in his face. Um, do you think we're, we're pretty solid in the defence to the end of the season? I would say so. I think um, Balligan's probably broke about 40 bones in his face, but he still wants to play on. He big man's a, a warrior. I think he's going to play with a mask. Um, on I was reading, but um, I I feel I feel we're all right, mate. I, I must admit I would I would have I would have liked a new left back, um, but I know that's obviously we were we were nearly there with the boy that was coming in. Maybe look at the summer for him, obviously. But um, aye, I feel we're pretty settled. I think the main man that you've not touched on there as part of that is is Butland. It's you know he's night and day ahead of everybody um and in, in Scotland and, and probably half the keepers doing in England at the minute if we're going to be if we're going to be honest. It wasn't long ago that this guy was, you know, the one of the top prospects down there. So he came up here and he's been brilliant. You know, when I when I heard about the Nottingham Forest um potential or English bid that, that was potentially coming in, I was worried that, that that would have been an offer we couldn't knock back. But having him mate, it's just very you've been spoiled. It's one thing we've been spoiled as Rangers fans for it my whole life as good goalkeepers. Um you know it's 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 always been there. Always always been there. Um and Butland's no different. And you just kinda hope that the big man's you know got the bug and he's doesn't really, he's made his money and he wants to settle down and up here and he's here for a long time because he could be our, our goalkeeper for a very long time. But I think he settles it down. I think having him there sort of settles it down. It keeps that calmness. Um, and then Goldson's ever present. Um, you know, he makes a mistake every now and again, but he's really, really consistent, reliable. Tav is, you know, does what he does on a, a regular basis. But no, I think we'll be all right. I think particularly domestically, I don't think we should come up against many problems. Um, you know, and, and there, and I think probably Suter coming in as well, you're, you're relatively confident most games with a big man there. So I, I think um, for me, defensive, defensively, I think we're, we're okay. As I said, probably would have liked an our left back. One thing about Yilmaz I, I've liked though, um, I know you've spoke about Barris, it's here, is that inverted role, I think he plays it really, really well. So one of his strengths is cutting in, um, moving forward with the ball. We've seen it a few times now, so I think that's more his, more his strength um, in terms of you know, going up for heaters with people and marking people that is maybe not the, the best. But no, I think, I think we're all right, mate. I think we're all right back there, to be fair. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Some good points. Shona, we'll just quickly touch upon midfield. Um, we've kind of flew through the agenda really quickly, so I'm just trying to stretch things out a wee bit. Um, touch upon the midfield. We had Jack and Lundstrom in the Midlay Park yesterday. We've got Raskin. We've got Diamandi coming in. Um, do John Sterling. Uh, he's been outstanding. If they come into centre mid, but but do you think it's going to be Clement's favourite two going forward? It really depends. I think in the Europa League, I think it's going to be John Lundstrom and uh, Sterling. That's just the way I think because the physicality in the Europa League and maybe some away games. I think you'll probably see more of Dijon Sterling in away games, and I think in the likes of the league games, maybe um, the home games, you're probably going to see a bit more of Raskin and Jack. Jack for me, guys. As much as I love Jack, he's now a utility player for us, so I think uh, you'll probably see Jack if he's fit play more in the kind of Scottish Cup games, maybe kind of games where at home to the likes of Livy or Ross County or somebody that's further down the league. Um, for me, he's just in there to, to be a utility player. I did think he had a particularly good game yesterday. I thought he played pretty well with Jack, but I think um, that was just more trying to get the fitness up. And like I said, we'll be playing in these kind of the games that really, not that they don't matter because every game matters, but the games are obviously not as, as competitive. And I think you'll probably find that Dijon Sterling will probably start I don't know where he was yesterday, mind you. So that might be a bit of a concern, maybe going to 
going into the next few games, if anybody's got a wee update on uh, on Sterling or whether he just never made the squad because obviously Cortez was in there. So, no, um, for me, I think uh, you'll see Dijon Sterling playing in Europa League games and uh, maybe more away games that are a bit more physical because I think he's got that physicality um, compared to the likes of Raskin and Jack. And uh, look, we'll wait and see what Diomandi can bring. But I think Diomandi's going to be playing off the left-hand side of midfield. And it'll be interesting to see, obviously, where Cortez fits into this um Front three, if um, Matondo and uh, McCausland are bringing in the numbers, so obviously he'll need to take his opportunity. But it's good to see that we've got a lot of competitiveness and up front now. I think over the past couple of games, we even saw Tom Lawrence come in yesterday as well. So I think overall, um, it's good that we've got guys that are fit. I think that's a, that's the most important thing. I think we need to keep these guys fit because, like like a few of the guys have said, I think the biggest thing about the transfer window was. If Dessers does get injured, that's going to be a massive, massive blow, and it, it certainly is in how we're going to deal with that. But the one thing I think from this manager is that you can definitely see he manages to find a solution to every single problem, and that's great to his man management skills, the job that he's done. Like I looked, I took down a few things about Clement in the last 15 games. We've won 13, we've lost one, and we've drawn, we've drawn one. We've got 40 points, and out of them, we've got a goal difference of 29. Rogers, Brendan Rogers, the last 15 games have only won, he's only won 10, lost two, they've drawn three, they've won 33 points, and they've only got a goal difference of 22. So it shows that we are definitely going in the right direction. And if we keep on doing what we're doing, guys, then obviously it's game by game at the moment. I understand that. And obviously we've got to get these three points. That's just why I can't emphasize how big Tuesday night is. We need to make Ibrox a fortress. We need to make it like Europa League night on, thir- on, on Tuesday night, like a Europa League th- um, Thursday night. We have to get behind Phil Clement's Blue and White Army. Obviously, Scotty's seen my tweets, so he knows what I'm talking about, but we have to get behind these guys. Um, this is massive. We're going into a really, really pivotal part of the season. And look, it could be a case of that we might not even have to play Aberdeen again for the rest of the season, depending on how their results go. So this could be the last time that we have to play Aberdeen. And you know what it's like with Aberdeen. It's always going to be a tough game. It's their cup final. But if we can get these three points on Tuesday night and then carry on for the next couple of weeks, guys, it's going to be a really, really interesting next seven or eight games. Like I said, seven or nine games are at home. We have to win every single one of those games and put the pressure on the other side. And as long as we continue and we've got the destiny in our hands, we're on to big things this season. really are. Mm. Cassie, I was uh, I was watching Clement's presser after a game, and they they're obviously talking about Celtic dropping points away to Aberdeen, mm. and Clement basically says, "No, we're going about my business, but but don't pay any attention to any other anybody else's results." We look at a league table with two to three games to go. I suppose mm. you could take that bit with a pinch of salt, but <laughs> see Clement's stature as a manager kind of kind of reminds me of what the late great Walter Smith a bit in terms of. How dignified he is. Um, he wants mm. to keep boys' business in house. Do you think that's a that's how do I word this here? Do you think that's a big plus in how he's trying to change the mentality in the players? I think so. I think one of the things that you've noticed about him even after the game in in Saturday was talking about the the synergies back between the supporters and the you know the the, the players and him himself. Um, I think there was a detachment there, no, no doubt about it. I think um, when we went over to Limassol, even though it was Stephen Davis um, that, that was in the dugout, there was still that sort of level there about apathy, if you like, around actually how bad it had gotten. Is this, you know, is this another season of failure against... I've, I've always said that, you know, maybe under Postacoglu's Celtic team, they played some, some decent football, if you're going to be honest, but I don't really... Get that from from Rogers' team. Um, even in the last season of Rogers, it, it was kind of not there either. There was a lot of frustrations, and I thought when he came up for me, I thought this is a great opportunity. It's a downgrade for me. Um, you know, Rogers is is not what he once was, which, uh, not a long time ago. So, I think Clement talks about synergy and bringing that synergy in, and that's really important. Just what Shona was touching on there. We had it in the European games, obviously, and they're on to Seville. Um, we have it at Ibrox. There is that synergy there. So. He's brought that back, which I think similar to Walter Smith. Done that, you know, several times, but never more so than after Ligwin. You know, when he came in and it was a, a real detachment, came in and obviously done what he done for that era as well, which was amazing. But what he talked about, I like, come on, is about being calm. 
um, and being composed and, you know, just kind of plodding along in a sense and being consistent and focused. But the calmness for me was a really important word. I thought it was interesting because he has measured with his words. English isn't his first language, obviously, but there's really measured with what he says. Um, and I think he's right about being calm, you know, because essentially there might be a blip here. But we don't need to press the panic button with that. You know, I think you can just get back on the saddle again and go and get more results. As he's shown, you know, the result at, um, against Celtic and, uh, you know, at the turn of the year there, just at December. Um, you could have panicked there and everything could have went. And people were doing it, you know, if we're going to be honest. I think I've done it for a day or two, to be honest. But, um, you know, he's brought it back since then. So title racers going to be, I mean, even at, I, mean, I cast my mind back to Walter Smith winning titles, even probably one of his last ones, like Dundee United beat his eye books and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking, we're never going to win this. So like, you need to you need to get behind, you know, and, and no matter what, a title race is different to, to what we've experienced when we've won the league. Obviously, when we get 55, very, very different. It was over, Bunu. Do you know what I mean? It was done and dusted, Bunu. So right. I, I think there's a calmness there. Um, and I think that shines through. I think, I, I think that shines through. And hopefully we can, as Shona says, turn the eyebrows into what we know it can be like on Tuesday night. Um, turn it into a European like evening because if we can do that, it'll, it'll, it'll shine a message through to the players. Do you know what I mean? They'll, they will respond to it as they have in the big occasions at Ibrox time and time and time again. Aye, definitely. Definitely. Sean, I see staying on mentality, like Chris says there. After our defeat of Celtic at Parkhead, we, we cared, everything could have come crashing down around about us, but it's nothing with. Come out and that's about four or five wins on a bounce now. Um, that's a sign of a massive, massive mentality shift for me. Celtic, when they appointed Brendan Rogers at the start of the season, he made his big speech outside Parkhead and he says he would see them all there than me. Is he going to see them all there than me? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. No, but I don't want to get too carried away. So, like, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because, like, I'm I'm very much in the kind of Clermont camp where it's game by game. We take it game by game. We get the three points and then we move on. Um, I think the mentality at the moment is really, really good within the camp. I think the fact that he does chop and change it week on week, changes his style, gives every player their opportunities as well. He keeps that kind of harmonious kind of atmosphere with, and amongst the, the fans. He does it with the players. He does it with behind the scenes as well. So it's all about how we react. And I think what we've done is we've really, really reacted since that whole firm game. I think that's been a bit of a, a kick in the teeth for him with, with the, the run that we had, because we had a really, really difficult December. Um, and obviously we came out of that with a with a cup final. Um, I think we got away. We had a way to Hibs, a way to Aberdeen, a way to Hearts. We won all three of those games, and we just couldn't get over the line with Celtic. So we don't want to get ourselves too carried away here. I do think we're on the right path. It's, we're on the right trajectory. We're doing everything right at the moment. We just need to keep doing what we're doing. And I did say, like I've, I've said this on the pod so this uh, tonight so many times that I can't emphasise how big this week is. And the next seven to nine games, because that could really determine, obviously, the way this season's going. They've got a lot of tough away games coming up, guys, a lot of tough away games. They will drop points. I'm pretty sure we'll have to drop points as well. But it's how we react to it and it's how the manager gets that out of the team the next, in the next game. And as long as we keep doing what we're doing and keep winning and get these guys like McCausland and Matondo, now we've got Cortez in the door, hopefully try and get the guys from midfield scoring goals assists. I think that's now 19 clean sheets that Jack Butlin's had this year. We've only conceded four away goals all season. 
think the first one was a loss to Kilmarnock. We lost two against, obviously, in the old firm game. And then, obviously, the was it the draw at Aberdeen or the game against Aberdeen? Um, that, that was the other one. So, look, we've only conceded four away goals. The defence are doing what they need to do. We keep, and I, I've said this before, I think people are a wee bit shaky about the defence. I don't have any concerns about the defence at all at this moment in time. I don't have any concerns about the midfield. My only concern about the whole team at the moment is trying to keep everyone fit. If we keep everyone fit and do what we're doing, we're on a really, really good path. And then, yeah, really looking forward to the next seven or nine games and see what happens after the split. But honestly, see that next old firm game, that is going to be the game changer for me. Um, so, look, we can just keep on doing what we're doing, take every game as it is, but we go into that old firm game and win it. The league's ours. I think the same, like, just in terms of, you know, ask the question if Rogers will, will be there. Um, I think he will, to be fair. Like, I, I think, he, I think it, I don't think anybody's going to run away with it, but then they are falling. It seems like they are dropping points a lot more, as, as you said, Shona, the, the difference for Clement coming in and the swing is, is pretty huge. So if that trajectory kicks on, then ah, he's, he's obviously not going to be a Scott. Do you know what I mean? That's the, they're not going to, that, he's either going to walk or there's going to be extreme pressure there because they're not happy, you know what I mean? We're going to talk about our transfer window and stuff like that, and maybe we wanted to sign different players. I wanted Shankland as well, to be honest, but I just like Shankland. Um, but I think, you know, particularly theirs, they've weakened. They, they've not they've not just, you know, not, not brought players in that they were looking for. They've actually lost a couple of players that were, you know, getting moments for them, particularly Turnbull and stuff. So I think, um, I think there is an unhappy camp there, um, without a doubt, and I think it's been there... For a bit, to be honest, it's been bubbling away at, at the surface for Rogers came in. There was that wasn't a, a universally happy happy appointment, you know what I mean, by by them to do that. So I think it's been bubbling at the surface. And you know, I think if we can just keep doing a bit, as Shona says, not get too carried away, you know, because I'm seeing that happening now, even when you know, we were busking down the road on Saturday, you know, people talking about how many points and you know, Jink will be here and just take it slow because for me, I think it is. It's about getting back into that mentality, a title race, I think, and back into that sort of Walter three in a row era where it could mm -hmm. swing. You know, it might get down to the last day. Um, I don't know, but certainly we just need to keep them what we're doing. And if that trajectory kicks on for us and also for them, if they keep going one way and we keep going the other, then I then you can then you can start talking about who's going to be here and who's not. But just as Shona said, for me. Game by game, even these games at Ibrooks, you know, you're right, Sean, people should fear coming to Ibrooks, and you can see that now, but we can't take them for granted, you know, and that's why we need to get behind the team, you know, we need to get behind the team and and back them and, and support them, but I certainly it'll be interesting, you know, as I said, it's February, you know, and usually titles are done by now one way or another, aren't they? Aye. They're usually, they're Aye, usually some, but, but it's really, it's there, it's at loggerheads, should win our game in hand. Tuesday's huge. We know Aberdeen are going to put up a, a a battle. You know what I mean? They're always up against it when they play us. I was surprised to see them get a result on Saturday, if I'm going to be honest. Um, so for, for us, we know Tuesday's going to be tricky and it is just one game at a time. And I think Clement will be doing that as well with the players. He's not he's not dreaming about anything. He spoke the whole time for he's come in, even when he had the, the big deficit about it being a marathon and not a sprint. You know, he said that time and time again. So, aye. Um, who knows if, if Rogers will be here, but if he's not, then it shows that we've done our job. Aye, definitely. I think, definitely. I think, I think the good thing coming out, obviously, the, the January transfer window is that we are looking a lot more stronger than them coming out that January transfer window too. They're obviously not happy about the, the recruitment that's been done in the summer and the recruitment now, and it just shows you how good Philip Mon really is because six months ago, the guys, and um, even I was having, well, being a bit critical of Likes of Dessers, Lammers, you had Dijon Sterling, Sterling that wasn't getting a game. Who else was it? There was Dill that came. Who else was it? Dill that came in. I can't remember now. Yeah, who else? Um, uh, and obviously Butland as well. So like I think a lot of these guys were getting and Danilo. A lot of these guys and Sifuente. Well, I can't even remember now Sifuente. But all these guys were getting a lot of them. Um, a lot of, they were getting targeted, and I think obviously because of the style we're playing, and now it's obviously the the tables have turned as you like to call it, the tables have definitely turned. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think um, the way that Clement's been able to get a tune out of these players, and like I said, he always seems to find a solution for something. He's just credit to what he's been doing in his man management over the past, the, the past three or four months now. So, no, we just, like uh, Chris says, we just got to continue what we're doing. And um, the more that we win, the more it puts pressure on them. We just need to get those three points on Tuesday night. And uh, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about Aberdeen, but it, it's such such a big game, and I just hope 
like he says, get that crowd going on like a Europa League night on uh, yeah. on Tuesday night. And uh, yeah, these guys will fear us coming to Ibrox and, sh- and they rightly should. That's how every team should fear is uh, coming to Ibrox. So, but no, um, really looking forward to Tuesday night now. I think um, just a, a point on that as well, um, in regards to the games that we've dropped points in, two of them have been losses against Celtic. Do you know what I mean? They're six points win games. So if we can get those games right, you know, we need to get the other games right and we'll go one game at a time. But if we can, because it's it's not a mountain, it's not a, they're not that good. The games that we've played against them, we, we, we will admit that, you know, we've not done our best. We've not played at our best, actually, too, because to, to get a man sent half to actually turn up in the, the last game. The first game at Ibrooks was one of the worst performances I've, I've seen. Even at that, we should have got a goal. We got a goal disallowed wrongly, I think. But I think the, you know, those two games, they're done now. But for me, the next two, there's absolutely nothing to fear in those. Um, and if you win those, um, get into that. Again, it's it's a massive advantage to us, you know. So I think if we can if we can get our, our head around the, the rest of the teams which we're doing, he's showing that he's he's able to do that. Comes to that, we're going to be well set up for it, you know what I mean? And we need to, we need to take advantage because we can't we can't go into another game against them and not perform. We need to perform. We perform, we win. Aye, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, just just to come in there, guys, you're absolutely spot on what you're saying there because I feel as if like come on. I know he's had that loss against Celtic, but I think we're going to be a far better side when we meet in the second round. I think this is yes. this is typical what happened in the, the the Hearts game, where you saw the likes of Lawrence Shankland absolutely dominating the game, and then um, the next game we played Hearts, Shankland was non-existent. Not that you guys would like to hear that, but he was absolutely non-existent. I think Balogun had in his had, had him in his back pocket the whole game, and I think what we'll realize from the last old firm game, we cannot have Todd Cantwell on Callum McGregor. Callum McGregor is pivotal for them if they're, if they're in, the, in, in the middle of the park. They can they absolutely dominated our midfield that day. And it's um I think when you see the next whole firm coming around, I don't think you'll see um Callum McGregor on the ball too much. I think um Clement will have his I think that's probably the only mistake Clement's made is putting Todd Cantwell on um, Callum McGregor this season. So I think it'll be totally different when the when the next old firm game comes around and uh, you won't be seeing uh, Callum McGregor controlling an old firm game, not at Ibrox anyway. So, see, moving on, before we get into Aberdeen, see, just talking about the January transfer window, we've kind of we've touched upon it. We've, uh, we've brought in Fabio Silva, Oscar Cortez, and Mohamed Diamondi. Obviously, I think that's definitely made us stronger. Still stronger. I still think we're a wee bit light up top. I think we're a Silva suspension away in a Dessers injury for a Matondo striker, basically, is... That's the only other way I can see is in terms of bodies playing through the middle. Do you think, Shona, do you think we're strong enough? Do you think we've come out, we've obviously come out a better team, but do you think we're strong enough to get through to the end of the season with who we've brought in? Yeah, I think we're, I, th- I definitely think we're strong enough. It's just like you said, it's just down to injuries. I think injuries will occur. But like you said, it's obviously the, the, the attacking line is the one that you're probably a bit more concerned about. I think you're not really that concerned about the midfield. You're not really concerned about the defence. I think we've got backup enough backup there anyway. But I think obviously going forward, you're seeing there obviously the, the we just don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about Dessers or anyone else getting injured because that's that's the last no, thing no, we no, want. No, but no, no. Um, but no, if that if that does arise, I, I, I've said this before. I, I I've got so much faith in what someone's <laughs> doing. I do think you'll find a solution. I think you'll find like maybe the likes of Matondo or maybe the likes of Cortez and Cortez can play through as a striker. He can play off the left. He can play off the right. So. Look, I think um, what we've got to do is just concentrate on what we're doing in the league. Um, if we can get these three points, put these games to bed by two, three, now three goals up, and then we can concentrate then on making substitutions, giving guys rest. And then when it comes to the Europa League, just let the Europa League take care of itself because at this moment in time, the Europa League is not our priority at the moment. So, look, um, we don't know who we're going to get in the Europa League. I'd love to see us obviously go, go through to the next round. But for me, it's all about what we do in the league so far. But um, I've got so much faith in Clement that he will find a solution. Um, I've heard as well through through a, a, a few sources um, that the same injury is not as bad as first thought. And uh, obviously Lovelace is back in training. We've obviously got these options that might be coming through. Look, it's, it's options, guys. It might not be what we want, but it is definitely, I, I... it's definitely options that we need. To, we need to have more and more options. So I think Lawrence as well coming back. So... Look, I think um, at the moment we're in a very, very strong place. 
and touch wood, we've just got to make sure that these guys don't pick up any more injuries. I think um, somebody sent comments that Sterling could be out for a few weeks, just took a wee knock. So, um, look, we've not really got many, we've got a lot of home games coming up, so that might be, might be a bit better, the fact that we've got Raskin and Lawrence and uh, now Diamandi um, there to, and Raskin as well to, to cover those positions. So, look, um, if McCausland and McCondo keep producing the numbers that they're doing under Clermont, then that should be enough. But like Chris says, I think we're, we're looking for goals all over the pitch. What's your thoughts quickly on Cortez and um, Silva yesterday? Me? Um, aye, I thought aye, Silva played very... I thought Silva was really, really good. Loved some of his touches. Loved them. I don't know if you guys saw, but the one with the, the, outside, uh, the, the outside of his boot from an acute angle. That, that, that Honestly, that would have been goal of the season if, that, if he scored that. Thought his link-up play was really good. I think the one-two in the mid, mid middle of the park between him, Cantwell, and Matondo. I think Matondo ended up losing it. I think um, he showed that he can work hard. He's not afraid to press. Um, I think his overall play was what you want from that typical kind of number nine that Clement likes. I do, I, as I said, guys, I don't think he's going to be your penalty box striker. But then again, he scored a poacher's goal yesterday. So um, no, I think um, he will score quite a few goals. I think even. A lot of the guys um, and a few of the group chats that I've got at the moment, um, likes of maybe like, like the guys that have been speaking in the group chats, they've obviously think that, that now that Fabio Silva might score more goals than Dessers by the end of this season, which is a bit of a, a crazy, crazy um, sack to come up with. But uh, no, I think um, Silva will get his opportunities. I do think um, the way obviously Dessers is on form at the moment, I think he'll definitely be back in for the game on, on Tuesday night. But look, the boy didn't do too, too much wrong. And I thought Cortez showed glimpses of what he can do. I think his link-up play when he came on was pretty decent. don't think he lost the ball. And then, obviously, he had that opportunity where it was Scott Wright to the back post. And, obviously, he played it off for Dessers. And he could have got his first assist if Dessers hadn't skied it over the bar. So, no, I think there was definitely um, good signs from the, the, two, the two, anyway, from that we've seen so far. And, obviously, we just want to now see what Diomandi can do. So, I presume... I think Diomandi will probably come in for the game against um, Air United at the weekend. I don't know what you think, Chris, but that's the way I'm looking at it. I know, I'd agree with everything you said there. I think um, Silva looked sharp. I was watching them before, before the game, sort of warming up, doing a couple of drills and stuff, and I was like, oh, boy's got ability. You know, he's, he's sharp, very, very sharp on the ball. But in the game, I it's going to take him a wee bit of getting used to. I think if people are expecting him to be a in-the-box number nine striker like your Shanklin or whatever, they're it's probably not going to be his game. I think that's sort of clear everywhere he's been. But again, it's not about that. I think for Clermont, I think it's mere. And that's why we never, ever looked as if we were interested in a Shankland or a Mayofsky, if you like, because I think he's looking for that mere dynamic type of striker that can interchange and go between different positions. Um, so I think he was obviously early doors for, for Cortez, but um, looked sharp enough. And it's good to get another body in the door just to help out. Maybe maybe he'll rise to it and, and do really, really well. That's what's good about these kind of loan options to buy, I suppose. But the I looked it looked sharp enough, but too early to too early to say for him. The one I'm excited about is Diamande, I think. I don't know why. I just I, I like that type of signing. I've been it's like a football manager signing in it. It's like something you would try and do on a football game. But um I think there's there's definitely something in that you know, market if you like. Um, and there's another boy that plays with them. It's about to go for twenty plus million. Or if I don't know if he did. Been was, in it. So, so mm. there's a market there. I've always said, why are we, why are we not in these markets? Why are we not trying to get these types of players? You know, because you can get a gem. So, for me, I think I'm linking, I'm linking to look at him off of YouTube. But I've been done by that before, so I will stay kind of, I'll stay relatively reserved on it. But I'm excited about that one. Um, I think that one's got potential. That is the type of signing for me that I want us to make in terms of age, you know, not nice, but sell on value to then go back in and do it again. So I'm really excited about that one and I trust Clement with him. But I, for me, I think just to, to cap the, um, recap the sort of market, I wanted Shankland even up to the last sort oh, of... I, I just sort of fell in love. I love a transfer, you know, deadline day kind of, um, you know... That's got up on mine, I was wanting, Chris. Hi, it's died a death. Oh, now. I, think, I think it's uh, it's died a death now. The old deadling day, but um, I was interested in him, and and I've been impressed with Miofsky. But I think if we signed him, we wouldn't have scored on Saturday. So I'm glad we never. But um, I think the Shanklin would have been good. I think just for just for the purpose of you know if if there is injuries or the test or push testers or it be that number nine right. in games, you know what I mean. But 
Listen, we've not got them, so for me, I, I trust the manager. Like, I think Shankland would have been able to get if it was there. It was pretty obvious. I think even his interview yesterday, I think Shankland done an interview and he said he was sick of hearing the sound of his name and he's in his own family were saying what's happening. It's dead obvious. The guy's a Rangers fan. He would walk to Ibrox, you know what I mean? But um, it's not happened, so you just need to, you, you just need to get behind what's, what's already done. I trust Clement. I do. I, I trust him. And he's not made any noises that he's tried to get people that he's known, stuff like that. So he's obviously Rogers has done that. He's come out and said that I, I think we should have backed the players' mayor or the, the board, sorry, should have backed mayor. Clement's not done anything like that. So trust him. Um, and I think, you know, we're, we're in a good position. It's just, we'll just see how it goes. We need to try and avoid the injuries up top, though, I think, the key players. I think for me, see, just touching on Shankland quickly, I think for me is he's not been affected by speculation at all. He's just kept scoring goals for Hearts. He's just doing his job. He's not yeah. spotted on me wanting to move. He's not done this or the next thing. He's just went about his business quite quietly. Scored two yesterday, won his team three points. So, fair play, a boy. Fair play, a boy. But anyway, moving on, Aberdeen. You'll be getting asked questions after me again in the summer. Just do wait <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, who's I going to say? Aye, so on to Aberdeen. Looks as if Neil Warnock's going to be in charge. <laughs> uh, I genuinely can't wait for us. I think this is going to be box office, man. I think it's going to be brilliant. Um, I'm sure that uh, hopefully he's not in charge for Tuesday. You don't want a new manager bounce, but. I think, um, be, I think it'll be in a stand for what I've heard he's going to be in a stand. <laughs> he's a legend, um, isn't he? I, oh, I, I, he's going to be brilliant, man. I, I just watched a video watched a video with him today and it's like a three or four minute video on Twitter and it's like his best. Like a manager to have like a highlight highlight deal, you know what I mean? It's never to do with his results of that, do you know what I mean? Like his part is unbelievable, but... Is it, was, is it one of his Sheffield United changing room? <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you later. I'll send it to you later. There's a few in the changing room, but there's like... <laughs> One's on the park and he's just let telling people they're benched and that and he's, he's just he's brilliant, you know. What I mean he's 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 a car absolute character. Gutted he's he's going to Aberdeen, but because obviously you you've you've got a well, you've got many rivalry wells than we have with them, but um uh, he's a he's he's got a soft spot for Rangers, and I think he said that for him moved. He's moved over to Dunoon, um, which is obviously not far for us, Scott. So ah, you know. um, he's moved to Dunoon, but he's a character, a legend of the game, but like he, he'll do a good job for them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I think he'll do well there. I think he's a good manager. I think he's come up and better to the end of the season. Is he about 70 or something? Like, he's a fair 75. age, mate. 75. 75. He's a but he's a, a legend. Well, I love Neil Warnock. I just think he's a character. I think it's a dying breed now, isn't it? It's a dying breed of characters in the game. And he'll do, a, he'll do a decent job for them because they are they are all over the place just now. They are he'll get them in the top six. He'll get them in the top six. I think, hopefully after after Tuesday though. After Aye, Tuesday. definitely, definitely. Sean, what's your what's your thoughts on Aberdeen and Tuesday night? Are you confident? Are you not confident? How are you feeling about it? Well, I'm, I'm obviously going to confident because obviously one, but any three points will do for me. I don't care how we get the three points. I just can't emphasize how big this this game really is. We all know that Aberdeen are definitely going to turn up for us. It's their World Cup final. So, look, I look to Aberdeen and look if. As I said, I, I don't know if they will make the top six. I looked at their, their, their fixtures. They're really, really tough fixtures. I think there's six points between them and then Dundee that are sitting in fifth place. And I think there's a couple of points between them, Hibs and whatnot. So, look, no, Neil Warnock is going to be some character. I can't wait to those press conferences and the after-match uh, talks because he, he is some guy. But, look, I expect changes. I definitely expect changes against Aberdeen. I think you will see the likes of Dessers come back in as the number nine. And uh, look, we'll wait and see if the Cortez, obviously, I don't think he'll start the game, but I think he'll definitely be on the bench um, and maybe the likes of a change in midfield, whether the likes of Raskin or if Sterling's fit will come in there or whether he'll stick with the, the likes of Ryan Jack. I think he's got options now with, with Tom Lawrence um, as well there. So, no, I looked at it. I think um, Aberdeen have not won um, a game um, in, in, in the league since December. Is it December or at home? since December so um and that was against Livy and uh, look I think um the last two wins we only had two wins in seven games and that's came against Rose County who are bottom um, bottom in the league or second bottom in the league and uh, Clyde. So the record at the moment's not really really good. So um no I think um being at home on uh, Tuesday night I, I just think that the pressure will be on the, the Aberdeen guys to sit in a wee bit. So um we've just got to capitalise on that so because they're going to be very very well organised in defence. And uh, they'll probably try and hit us on the counter attacks. So we need to be very careful of that. I think Yoski's done 
really, really well. And I think um, he's probably our danger man going up top. So if we can keep him quiet all game, and then you've got the likes of, um, is it McGrath in midfield and uh, Connor Barron, who had also a really good game yesterday. So these are other two guys, obviously, that I think Rangers should be maybe looking at in the summer, especially Connor Barron. He's a direct replacement for Ryan Jack. Direct. And he's getting yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it could be. Yeah, I think um I don't know. At the end of the day, obviously that's the first time that obviously with Dio Mandy that we obviously spent money on a midfielder since I think Morris Edu, I think really realistic we spent big money on a midfielder. So no, I like I think um their record at the moment's not really great. I think they managed to get a good a good result at the weekend. So the momentum will be carried on from them at the weekend and I'm pretty sure that we're going into this game with with a wee bit of a high. So, no, we just, um, like Chris and, and I have said before, I think we just need to continue what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, expect a couple of changes, but I think it'll be a far stronger squad than what you saw at the weekend there. Personally, I think he's going to bring in Silva on it. I think he's going to go with Silva and Dessers on Tuesday night. I think, for me, he needs to go with Silva somewhere. And I think Dessers is due to come back in. I think Silva offers Romero as a striker in terms of the way we're looking to play in terms of his link-up and I think it could really, really um, confuse the, the Aberdeen defence. But what I've noticed about them, see the other day against Celtic, they were just doing that kind of one long direct ball, even for Milovsky's goal, doing through outside the line and then Milovsky cuts in and scores. Happened against us at Petodre under come on, and then the cup finally fixed it. <clears throat> so I'm not as worried about Tuesday night as what I would have been because I think come on, seen how they play and he's He's looked at it. Chris, what's your thoughts on Tuesday? I think it's a, it's like one of these games that come around and you kind of remember the, the last one. You know, obviously it was the one that ended up getting the Scotland of Infobile and how bad it was. You know, it was, it was absolutely grim, but it's such a turnaround for then. I know we've touched on that, but I think just wee moments last, it's good to reflect actually how shit it was. Do you know what I mean? And, and how far how far we've came in that. I come on, come on switched on to that. I think Aberdeen and played there are they play to their strengths, do you know what I mean? I think in terms of Miofsky with the, the sort of direct ball over the top or getting into his feet, you know, if he can try and get one-on-one with a defender, as we've seen on Saturday, he's deadly. You know, he is he is deadly. Um, we kept him very, very right uh, there, Scott, about the cup final. A big man, I think he was carrying an injury enough, Miofsky, but he was quiet. We were kept him very, very quiet. Right. Nullified anything kind of coming up to him, any balls over the top. So I, fa- I fancy us to do that again on in, in, in Tuesday. They'll be they'll be bouncing after Saturday, you would imagine. Um, but so will we. Um, without <laughs> a doubt, like your players will be buying up for it. I think this is the type of games where. Because the Rangers players' mentality has been questioned. You know, there's a lot of people that they do that um, from a domestic point of view. I think Saturday hopefully answered some of that for some people um, in terms of Celtic draft points, us going and winning comfortably. And then Tuesday, that's a wee pressure game because it's like, can you do this now? Can you go on this run and put the pressure on? So for me, um, I'm, I'm hopeful that the players, and I'm confident that the players will, will stand up on in, in, in Tuesday night and, and do what they need to do. I do agree. I think Dessers will come back in. Um I think interesting again that interview I was talking about with, with Silva's dad was talking about plays better with a two or plays better just half a striker. So I don't know if Clement will try something else, but I think for me Dessers will will be will come in um and 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 Tuesday. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. As I said, it's it's like that. It's got that kind of big game feel again and to have them in February domestically um as a nice feeling. You know, it's a nice feeling for it not to be derailed in a sense and we're, we're back on track. And I, I, again that's doing to Clement, doing to the players. So they've earned that right to go out and play on Tuesday night and 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 put a marker down. I think that's what the opportunity is there today on Tuesday is to put that marker down. Even bigger, Celtic drop points to them on Saturday. If we go and smash them on Tuesday, then what does that say? Aye, 100%. 100%. And, and, also, we, and also we can go top of the league for yeah, yeah. until they play the next day. And uh, I think I, I had obviously been on the phone to Scott yeah. earlier on. I don't yeah. know if you know this, Chris, but Brendan Rodgers has never won a game away to uh, at Easter Road. Aye, uh, a few so, of the boys on the bus, bus were saying that on Saturday. I didn't know that myself. Um, so, aye, uh, it'll be interesting. I think Hibs are in a bad way just now. They get beat 3-0 on Saturday. So, I, I think um, stranger things have happened right enough, but I, I, I'm not sure that, that, they, that they'll be up for it too much on Wednesday. I think that manager's on the verge, isn't he? But fingers yeah. crossed. Do you know what I mean? Fingers crossed. By all accounts, Celtic were really poor on Saturday. So, if they continue that on to Wednesday, Easter Road can be a tricky place if you're not at it. Right, Terps, predictions. Shona? I'm going for 2-0. 
And I'll go for a Dessers to score first. Dessels to score first. Ever a surprise. Had to just get that one last wee dig in at me, didn't you? How about Dessels? Chris, what about you, mate? I'm leaving, so about time that I left it to the... Oh, I'll give me a bit of phone, it's fine. Chris, what about you, mate? I'm going to say four now. You know, it's a bit bold, a bit big. Um, but I think that the way that we are playing just now, um, I think if maybe maybe two or three weeks done with Warnock there, if, if it is him, has it been announced that he's a manager, aye? Is it, I, I've not seen no, it. it's just heavily linked, it's close. No, no. Um, two or three weeks in with him, I think it, it may be a trickier game, you know what I mean? You're maybe talking maybe one nil trying, because they'll be, they'll be up for it at that point in a couple of weeks, man, but I think not Tuesday. I think we've got the momentum and a fancy, fancy for nothing, and you just know Tav's going to be in about the goals against Aberdeen, that's a definite. Aye, definitely. All right, guys, well, thank you for coming on. Shona, it's been emotional, pal. It has been See a while, look, guys. Um, yeah, I just want to say, obviously, Chris, this is the first time I've met you, but it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you. We've had really good opinions on tonight. I'll keep in contact with you both. But look, right, guys, geez. I can honestly thank everybody enough for this opportunity. It really is down to you guys. Um, and yeah, I just hope I can go and smash it with four lads and see you guys soon. Ah, you'll do great. You'll do good. Well done. Chris, cheers for coming on, mate. Brilliant to do a pod with you. Nah, cheers mate, I appreciate it, I appreciate you invite you to come back on and just to recap what I said at the start, obviously anybody that's listening to the podcast and you're, you're maybe going through a wee bit of a hard time you now or you're looking for you know a wee bit of support or maybe you know somebody that is and you just want somebody to chat to, um, look up Man on Inverclyde, you'll find us on social media, you'll find us on um, our website as well, so all stuff there, referral forms and everything else, just get in touch with us, um, we deal with, with everything from suicide prevention, from crisis stuff to kicking a ball in the community, we are really poor standard of football, so if you're if you're not too good at football and you want to kick a book, come and catch up with us, but I, am, I just wanted to share that before I finish, but I appreciate you inviting me on Scott, cheers and good luck Shona. Thank you very Magic much. Guys. Magic guys, thank you very much. Just one last wee plug. Join my Patreon for £1 a month. There's plenty of interviews in there. I interviewed Jordan Young from River City the other day. Um, I think he's previously been in Still Game for a week clip as well, so head on over and see that. There's also an interview with RFC Youth Updates in it, William. Um, Magic interview, really, really good insight into what's happening with the youth department. You could do a whole, a whole pod on it. Um, and there's other, there's other in, interviews on the horizon. So cheers guys and we are the people.